0: Junior,
1: he did. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And as always, I'm going to be joined on today's show by my co-host. It is the co-owner of Rotoviz. It is the co-host of the Stadium Bananas podcast. It's Sean Siegel. Uh, we will be talking through uh, the Zero RB list on today's show, and we'll be talking through that. I just want to say a thank you at the start of the show to all of the listeners who have been with us throughout the off-season. Uh, so many people have uh, been so supportive this off-season. The audience numbers have grown week on week throughout the off-season, and they're obviously peaking now as fantasy football season is, uh, is really, really uh, in full flow. But it's been a phenomenal off-season um, for Rotovis Radio and for, uh, of course, here at Road of his Overtime. Uh, thank you all for tuning in along the way. Just a quick plug at the start of the show to let you know about the recent FFPC main event. Myself and Sean did. Uh, we did post that up in a split series up on the Road of his Overtime podcast feed. If you haven't got a chance to hear it yet, you'll be able to hear who we drafted, our thought process while we're on the clock, and how we made those decisions. And there is obviously a lot of pressure when you're in the main event. It's a $1,900 buy in. There's a lot of. Uh, you know money to be putting down you want to make sure selections are right got a lot of positive feedback on that draft series and we did do a number of different drafts and people seem to love them so we did a couple more Uh, i don't know if we'll get time to squeeze one more in before the start of the season but uh, it's been a lot of fun doing them on the first show uh, we did talk quite a bit about the possibility of drafting jk dobbins that was recorded the day off the draft which was last saturday and then unfortunately Dobbins' injury happened on saturday evening and um, a lot of people listening to the show were saying they were walking their dogs or they were walking down the street and they were saying out loud please don't pick please don't pick because they knew obviously the injury scenario that unfortunately happened with dobbins which um, was very very disappointing obviously but in that situation we we didn't and uh we went with a different direction you can listen into the show to see what that was but uh people seem to be um having having a lot of concern as to how things were going to play out but really happy with how the team played out but if you listen through the whole draft we did a recap there is some things that we mentioned that we would change in hindsight but uh it's uh hopefully as you hear throughout the season we'll be updating you on that team hopefully it's going to be a successful run but on today's show Let's get into it. We're we're talking about the zero rb list up on com from Sean Siegel himself. It has been talked about, it's been asked about. They are here. They came out last week. I know a lot of the listeners will probably have checked them out already, but if they haven't, obviously now is the perfect time. If they have, we'll be talking about some of the guys on that list. Just mentioning a few of them here to start off, just to give you a little bit of a, a flavor as to what's in the articles. I would highly recommend anyone who hasn't to head on over check out. There is the three pieces split in five uh, between the 15th all the way down to the number one target. So check those out up on the website, but Sean, there's a couple of names we're going to touch on here um, just in a, in a moment, but um, it's always a, a busy time of year for you as the piece comes out. I know we talked about it in the past, there's probably a little bit of, uh, added pressure based on the reputation of the series, but, um, any, anything I've seen about it has been phenomenally well received yet again. And it's always uh, a positive as well. When you see, uh, a number of the guys you've been targeting all off season end up on the list is always, always a benefit, but I guess me doing the show with you, that's also, uh, gives me an inside track on them, but, uh, great work again. And, uh, hopefully we're going to have another successful, uh, to the 2021 season with a zero RB list.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to put together and there was some good feedback. So we always appreciate that kind of words from listeners, readers, some other folks out there in the community. Before we go any further, though, I wanted to mention some other great things on RotoViz right now. Matt Spencer had a really cool article that we put out yesterday, uh, a little tool that he built within his article talking about how you can use the rankings on the site that you're drafting your home league on in order to win those leagues. And what the tool allows you to do is go in, look at the ranking and give you a sense of how likely a player is to be available at different picks as you go through, right? So the idea is that on these sites in home leagues, the rankings are going to be uh, more relevant to you in terms of understanding where players go than maybe ADP from you know, a, a neutral, you know, third-party type of site. So you can use Matt's tool in order to, you know, win these leagues. And we always talk about the league that you want to win the most, even more than that, $500,000 league is your home league. So uh, Matt's article, fantastic for that. He's got some strategy hints in there as well. Anybody who's been following him throughout this offseason knows the kind of work that he's been doing. So you want to head to the site, check that out. If you have a home league coming up, uh, you're not going to want to go into it without that tool. So Be sure to check that out. Column the zero RB list. And we did add a deep watch as well to kind of give people targets in those 16 to 20 round range. Uh, If you're doing a draft, that's a little bit deeper, right? So obviously if you have 16 rounds, if you have kicker and defense, you just 14 players you're drafting, those guys wouldn't be relevant. They're on the deep watch for you. If you're in a 20 round draft, maybe you've got some of these guys late. So make sure to check that out. Also, some of those guys are going to be rising over the next week. They're going to be those uh, premier week one waiver wire pickups. So I talk about that a little bit. But Colin, you wanted to talk about a couple of the guys on the list itself, uh, two favorites that we have here at Overtime. And I think we'll start with our guy, Devin Singletary.
1: Yeah, and just before that, I think I'd be remiss. I know we, Sean, sometimes think, Everyone's listening to every single show and thankfully we have built a very loyal uh, following and audience here at Rotoviz Radio in general, but Rotoviz OT as well. Um, and we do thank each and every person for tuning in throughout the offseason because a lot of people switch off. We know we have diehard uh, players that want to be one in their dynasty leagues, their best ball leagues and so on. But there is obviously a big uptick in who is paying attention to fantasy football at the moment so we we talked through it if you are new to the show make sure you do hit that subscribe button come back we have you covered 52 weeks a year um we've uh, shown we're, we're heading towards that 300 episode i was shocked when i seen that um when i was looking this week i think we I think we've done 25 or 26 shows in the month of August which is absolutely insane so make sure you are subscribed to get all that content but Sean just hitting a few of your, uh, I guess your hit list over the last couple of years 2015 it included the number one overall running back in PPR formats and that was Devontae Freeman 2016 included uh running back five and points per game was Melvin Garden who came off the, the disappointing rookie season and then we had 2017 Kareem Hunt was running back four Alvin Kamara was running or Kareem Hunt was running back three Alvin Kamara was running back four and then we went on to see James White, Tariq Cohen and Chris Carson all with over 11.8 percent win rates in 2018 uh, and then 2019 was a 313 point scoring season from Austin Eckler uh, included Miles Sanders as well and then last year uh, we had the running back five in points per game and James Robinson and the rookie sensation himself antonio gibson so sean the last uh six iterations of this have been i guess we'll say quite successful so uh, i mentioned at the start hopefully we're going to have that success this year and i do think singletary is going to be somebody who's very interesting heading into this season for us and for listeners of the show over the last well over the whole offseason we'll we'll be talking about Zach Moss quite a bit but over the last six to eight weeks we started to talk more about Singletary that was down to the fact that ADP shifted how the offense was looking how talk was coming out of camp and much more so I I really like Singletary when he came into the NFL liked how he didn't did as a rookie and then obviously Zach Moss got drafted last year and that kind of dampened his upside at that point but I think both of these guys are going to have standalone value this year but I think they also have massive upside so when we're looking at somebody like singletary sean are we targeting the situation and the possibility of him taking over in the same way that we're targeting moss and that possible situation or or how are we trying to split those two guys and I, i know both guys are on the list so how are we how are we splitting it between the two buffalo running backs
2: Exactly. So we're trying to get exposure to both players because we think this is a situation where one guy could emerge or they could continue playing in this committee and they could both be more valuable than they were last year. A couple of interesting notes about the Bills, right? We have this situation where last year they led the NFL in plays where they were leading by seven or more points. They passed at a 57% clip on those plays and we wouldn't expect that to continue. I noted that the three teams from 2017 and 2019 who kind of led in that stat, their numbers obviously go way down the next year in terms of passing when they're in the lead. Now, I think there's a potential for the Bills to be a little bit different because, you know, we kind of think that one of the things they're doing here is using analytics in order to develop an approach that allows them to blow teams out. You know, like it, you know, how was it that they were able to run so many plays when they were up by more than a touchdown? Well, because they kept passing, right? I mean, if you start running in those situations then you get to where you're not ahead by more than a touchdown, you don't have as many of those plays. So we have to consider the fact that they could be very much like they were. We also have to consider the fact that they might not be right. I mean, it's just so easy to pick out some of these teams and kind of go with the idea that, Oh, You know, they're going to be just like they were last season, even though last season was so odd. Now, Ben Gretsch on Stealing Bananas always likes to talk about how they also ran a lot of sort of trick plays down at the goal line, which reduced the touchdown potential for the two running backs. Obviously, Josh Allen, a little bit of a, a touchdown vulture down there. That all kind of combines to a situation where Buffalo was third from last. So they were 30th, right, in points to the running backs even though they were one of the highest scoring teams in football, right? So one of the things we're looking for for these guys who go on the zero RB list, and it's not every player because there are different situations that can make individual people values, but this kind of high-powered offense is going to get down by the goal line a lot. That's one of the things we're looking for. We wouldn't expect Buffalo to be 30th in points to the running back again, and if they're not, it really opens the door for one of these two guys to absolutely smash ADP. Now, I kind of go through the profiles for both backs. They're very different. They have uh, interesting elements to them that could make them a league winner. Uh, Colin, we're talking about Singletary today. One of the things about Singletary is that even though he wasn't that impressive last season in terms of visually and in terms of uh, just some of his raw numbers, the advanced stats are still fantastic. And it kind of takes me back to this takeaway I had after his rookie season where He has some Barry Sanders-esque moves there, right? Now, he's not Barry Sanders. Nobody's Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders had the explosion and the ability uh, to make guys miss, you know, then go the distance, that kind of thing. Singletary, not necessarily that kind of athlete. But in terms of cutting in today's NFL, there's probably no one who could match him. It's a little bit more LaShawn McCoy-like. And we see that reflected in the advanced stats. Now, we've been mentioning a couple of times on the show recently that uh, Runeviz is going to have route numbers for you for wide receivers. It's going to have broken tackle numbers for you for running backs. So, if you've been missing that, you're trying to find sort of a one stop shop for your fantasy experience this fall. We're going to have some cool information for you like that. One of the things that we can see with our advanced stat explorer that's up on the site now, built by Tate Cabin, he does a great job with all of this. Is that Singletary was again very evasive last season, even though his yards before contact cratered, right? So, the kind of thing that I note in the article, which I think is kind of fun, if you look at the list of running backs who ranked in the top five of the evasion percentage, which is basically a combination of broken tackles and making guys just completely miss tackles without contact. So, you have those two elements evasion percentage, top five in both 2019 and 2020, minimum 100 attempts. The name on that list is Devin Singletary, right? That's the whole list. If you look at the top 10 in evasion percentage for both 2019 and 2020, the guys who were on both, you obviously have Singletary again, then Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler right? So you think about where those guys are being drafted. Now, they're not being drafted there because of their evasion percentage. They're being drafted there because they score a ton of fantasy points. And so for Devin Singletary to be relevant in that category or you know, to be a similar name to them for what we care about, which is fantasy, then I mean, he's got to score more points. But the idea here is that he's a much better running back than the narrative currently indicates. I mean, he lost a lot of value in people's minds because of this 2020 season where he didn't necessarily have the same types of highlight runs and didn't score that many points. And fantasy owners are made very sensitive to this idea of, okay, well, you didn't score. Right. And that's, that's what I need. But you look at him as a talent. You look at some ways this bill's offense could bounce back. You look at the fact that he might be pretty involved in the passing game, even if his rushing numbers are a little bit lower than we would like And all of a sudden, you have this real perfect storm for him to be one of these guys who makes this big leap. Now, do I think he can be a top 10 back? I mean, probably not, right? But if we're talking about guys who could come in with an 11th round draft cost and give you round four performance, that I think is very reasonable for Singletary.
1: Yeah, I think so. And we look at what they did last year in terms of as a running back combo. It was 30th overall in points the way the buffalo bills ended up last season um i do expect things to improve you mentioned some of the the plays that were down around the goal line some tight end kind of play action plays and different things like that there was a lot of scenarios that this year i I don't know if they'll just do them exactly the same and i would hope that that leads to more running back opportunities because this team is going to score a a lot of points and then obviously normally we would play that in with it's going to give the running backs goal line opportunities or opportunities in the red zone and uh, hopefully that's what we'll see here with them both as well we see a lot of running back uh, backfields around the nfl i talk about this a lot where now having two running backs in the backfield is a good situation whereas you know that was kind of what we frowned upon maybe six seven years ago but a lot of these backfields now are going to have three or four running backs that'll filter into things last year it was pretty much exclusively singletree or moss that was in for the bills matt breeda is there at the moment so we'll see how he factors in but um I, I think we'll see a situation where both of these guys get uh sustainable work and you mentioned the the passing game for singletary last season he did a 52 targets so it was a nine percent target share on the season so it was uh much more heavily targeted than moss and the passing game so we'll see if that continues this year but um I, I'm targeting both of these guys, and I think there's there's upside for both of them. And you mentioned the perception of the 2020 season. I think uh, Singletary uh, and I, I do think Moss, but I think Moss less so now has been overlooked based on that season. Singletary heading into his second year, Moss or third year, sorry. Moss heading into a second year. There's still a lot that we could see in terms of improvement from both of these backs. We'll see if that happens. Sean, before we go to the break, I just want to mention I did get a tweet um, over the weekend or a, a private message on Twitter. Uh, it was an idea for a drinking game, and you used the word there a moment ago, so I, I clicked it back into my head. The word exactly, um, apparently <laughs> should be a, a drinking game for when when Sean says exactly uh, on on the show. So he did say if it if it comes off, he wants full <laughs> full credit. So hopefully the listeners aren't listening to this early in the morning and and partaking in that game. But that came in from at we Cooking on on Twitter. But um, Sean, I, I think the Buffalo offense is going to be a lot of fun this year, and I think that backfield too has a lot of upside so again that was the singletary portion we're going to talk in a moment about another of our favorite guys right after the break
0: hey rotoviz radio listener this is curtis patrick from the dynasty command center podcast and i've got a special deal for you today go to rotoviz.com click the subscribe button put the 12 month subscription in your cart and use promo code rv radio 2021 that's rv radio 2021 and you're going to save 10%
1: Sean, I mentioned on a recent show that this next guy is my most heavily drafted player this offseason. I tweeted out the list of my highest uh, roster players this offseason as well, and uh, I <laughs> I got quite a bit of feedback that two running backs topped the list and that we couldn't be zero RB believers in having running backs as our, our favorite players that we're drafting this year. But James Conner is the one that is highest on my list. We're going to talk a little bit about him. We have talked about him this offseason it hasn't really changed all that much in terms of our perception and what things are happening and ADPs haven't shifted all that much, either a little bit, but not, not drastically. But uh, James Conner is somebody who uh, I'm hoping things work out for, and I, I believe that he is one of the players that you've drafted the uh, the most this off as well.
2: Well, I'm tempted to say exactly here because, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, you mentioned the, the highest, owned guys. And I think in a lot of ways, it's not a surprise that those will be running backs because those running backs in that nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 round range, who have these perfect profiles to emerge in either a crush ADP or B, give you that receiving value that allows you to bridge the gap that allows you to win while you're waiting on maybe your purely winner uh, to come out and do that for you over the second half of the season but well, we're going to have a lot of those guys. And we just hope that, that we are right on some of them, right? Anytime you you're drafting round nine to round 15, you know that you're going to make some mistakes. And so you do have to have some variety there and you have to have some depth. I mean, it's not like we're just taking one guy and say, okay, James Conner is going to win everything for us. If he doesn't, then you know we're out on the season. We have some other people that we also feel very strongly about, but Conner is one of these guys who has done it in the past, actually looked pretty decent last season and would appear to have a very solid role in what could be an explosive Arizona offense, right? So in 2018, James Connor is this, you know, zero RB legend. He averages just short of 22 points per game. He was one of our premier handcuffs that season, a guy that we mentioned, okay, this guy's a backup right now. We think Le'Veon Bell will come back, but if he doesn't, then Connor could be the overall RB one. And obviously Bell doesn't come back. Connor does go, score all those points in this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And we look at what he did the last couple of years, 23 partially healthy games, averaged 13.7 points. That's actually not bad, right? I think people, when they're looking at these guys outside of maybe the first round picks, were are overly optimistic in terms of what running backs are gonna score. If you pull up the range of outcomes tool and look at the averages, I mean, a, a back who is at 13.7 is actually gonna rank very high, right? We can also look through and see that, okay, well, Connor was actually not bad last year within the context of this Pittsburgh offense where their offensive line collapsed. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, maybe not the same that he had been. uh, For a lot of reasons, Uh, we're kind of hoping and thinking he may be a little bit better this year. He's got those three wide receivers who were a lot of fun. But looking at Connor, right, even though he wasn't the big, fantasy machine last year, and he did struggle with some injuries. He also ranked number seven in evasion percentages, uh, looking at guys with 50 or more attempts. The guy he's replacing, Kenyon Drake, ranked 61st. His new teammate, Chase Edmonds, was 59th. Now, we don't want to pin everything on this one stat. There are a lot of other things that go into being a good reality running back, and there are a lot of other things that go into being a good fantasy running back than just creating some missed tackles, generating some yards, after the attempt, but we look at this context here in Arizona, Drake had this kind of bizarre 54% to 20% edge in carries over Edmonds, which I didn't think that was respected. And it may be a thing where now I'm overrating the chances that Connor has a pretty good edge because I didn't think that Drake should have. And yet at the same time, I think the idea that Edmonds is going to be the clear back is is almost certainly not the case right you you follow what's going on there in arizona they like both guys the two running backs themselves have said okay this is going to be a committee now it may be a thing where Edmonds knows he actually is going to be the guy he's just kind of being you know a good buddy to his new teammate i mean that's always a possibility but one of the things that he said too is look i mean james Conner has great hands he's a good receiver and his ability to do that means that defenses won't be able to pick out the tendencies as well as they did last season. So, I mean, that's relevant in a couple of ways, right? We're, we have the situation that we think that James Conner could actually have a three down roll mixed in with Edmonds doing some cool things as well. We think that they may run the ball a lot at the goal line. Again, this is something like the Buffalo situation kind of in reverse, where we think it's analytics that led them to have all of these short yardage carries. It could just be kind of a fluke that they didn't have some of those other things. It could be that Rondell Moore comes in and takes a lot of these you know, sort of gadgety plays and scores a bunch of touchdowns this season. We're also kind of betting on that with our, with our Moore shares, but you have this very favorable situation for Connor that still isn't exactly priced that way. Now, he's gotten a little bit more expensive he often goes. I mean, his ADP is now in round nine. You you and I have been in drafts together where he went in round eight. Without an Edmonds injury, you're starting to get most of the upside priced in at that point. But an Edmonds injury could happen, and it's at least possible that Connor is so good that he really does have just such a chunk of this backfield that he scores like Kenyon Drake last year. Which would put him more in that, you know, round four, round five range? We think he's better than Kenyon Drake. If something were to happen to Chase Edmonds, we think this Arizona team's going to score a ton of points. Suddenly, then you're talking about a situation probably not where he does what he did in 2018, where he scored 22 points a game, but someone who is very, very valuable in fantasy.
1: Yeah, and especially you know if you're doing a zero RB build and he's your RB one or RB2 at that point I think you're going to be in a really strong position Uh, I must go back Sean and look at some of my earlier drafts from this offseason I think I might have been getting them in the 13th 14th round at that stage so uh, things have come a long way from there but uh, I do think there's a real amount of value I do think as well that you know Edmonds is a talented player but I think that last year I I could not figure out why as the season went on they just didn't want to use him more we'll see what happens there but yeah James Conner I have a lot of uh, my fantasy football season for this year riding on him in both dynasty and in uh, baseball. So let's hope that works out. But uh, yeah, the article is obviously up on the website. There is four parts. I plugged the three parts at the start for the top 15. There is the deep dive there as well. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, I know a lot of our listeners are looking for those edges, maybe even players to potentially pick up off the waiver wire in your dynasty league. So head on over and check out the pieces up on the website. And of course you can get access to all of those pieces up on rotaviz.com if you have a rotaviz subscription if you haven't signed up yet already or maybe your subscription is starting to come towards an end you can add on uh, additional time to that subscription you can get yourself signed up for a one-year rotavis pass you can save yourself 10 up there too using the code rvradio radio 2021 at checkout or you can go to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for further information we have talked about some of the new tools up on the website that are going to be fantastic throughout the season you'll get access to all of them all the existing tools all the content all the articles and you will definitely not regret it so sign up today and that code once again is rb radio 2021 at checkout that's going to do it for today's edition of the show my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to my co-host as always is sean siegel and of course you can check out his great work up at rotaviz.com give us a written review on your favorite podcast app we do appreciate it greatly let your friends know i know a lot of people don't want to let their friends know but let your friends know about the show let us keep building that audience and until we're back with another one have a good one